life. Bing bong. If you see these dogs in your front yard, <laughs> just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong 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 bong. If you see bong, dogs bong, in your front yard, bong, 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 just know upstairs I'm going hard. Yo, yo, this is Teddy. Any interaction helps us spread the education. So please like, comment, leave a rating, and follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Dude, I, yeah, got, dude. These new, uh, I got these new socks for Christmas. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, the mom. mom they got to fuck with them. You got to use them. Bro, they're like hella slippery. Dude, undies and, <laughs> undies and socks, I used to, if like you would have told me 10 years ago about underwear and socks, I would have said that's the worst gift ever. But like, mm. that's the shit I love. Bro, like. yeah. My girl gets me underwear almost every single holiday, and I like honestly, it's probably one of my favorite things yep. I get. New underwear, dude. So nice, man. So soft and stuff. Oh, so underrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a kid, you're like, "Fuck, man, got some socks." And then you're like an adult, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I got some socks." Yep. <laughs> you throw away those bitches with the holes in them. Oh man, yeah. And so, so I like, you know, I came from that factory job or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so all my fucking socks, dude. After that, hold up. What yeah. factory you work at? Uh, I worked for a company called Solvay for two years. Uh, What'd you do? Basically, uh, there was like three parts to the to this like this big ass shop, right? And so like mm-hmm. there was this place that would like make resin, and they would send it to me, and I'd like film it out on these big ass fucking rolls, and then they'd send it to another machine and like make carbon fiber and shit like that with it damn dude that's crazy i worked in a factory for two years probably probably maybe even longer maybe three years i did but it was just like putting products on pallet and shit so i just like loaded stuff up on my jack and then Mm -hmm. walked around and threw stuff on the pallet but happy that neither of us are doing that anymore dude i'm telling you man i have like a like the shit that happened to my eye and like i'm pretty sure that was like i got a chemical in my eye uh I, I don't know i don't have any proof that it is what it was from the job yeah man i almost feel like now in hindsight it was definitely from the job but you know whenever they gave me my severance i signed that contract saying hey i won't see you guys in the future for anything so yeah now you wish you could go see them <laughs> yeah i have like really <laughs> bad like i don't know if it's dermatitis or eczema that pops up on my face in spots now too so definitely happy I'm here because, dude, I don't know how people work in jobs like that for like 40 fucking years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Destroys their body. And, bro, I yeah. worked I worked those couple of years. And I didn't even work every single day. I worked like because I was in college. I worked a few days a week. But, man, I, I couldn't do that every day. Like I would and I couldn't do that every day for more than a couple of years at most. I would have fucking died. Dude, yeah. Especially if it's somewhere where. Like I was working on a machine that was like 80 degrees Celsius, like these big ass fucking rollers. And like, I mean, they're huge. And so they're emitting so much heat. So like the area around you is also very fucking hot. So you're just sitting there all day in the summer where it's already a hundred degrees outside. Dude, it's, one of the craziest, I got to tell you, man, like, I don't think <laughs> I, this might be kind of funky, but one of my like fears is big machines. 
Like I'm yeah, actually man. scared of big machines because the amount of shit inside those, like I've seen too many videos of people getting sucked up in big machines. I or, was like, just about to bring that up too. Cause I was like, dude, like you see those videos, those terrible, terrible videos, bro. Where like their sleeves get caught in the roller oh. or something like, fuck man. Yeah. And that, and that, you know how many times that shit almost happened to me too. Dude, there Damn. was a video that some, I don't, some logging company, some dude was throwing something into a wood chipper and it got caught. He was wearing like a oh. Carhartt overalls oh, or something. It, it got, he threw it and it got caught in the overalls and the thing caught it. The wood chipper caught it and started pulling the dude in and like he got out of it, but just imagine. Like he pulled the thing off. I think it I, I pulled think his, it pulled his like oh, okay. overalls with the log or whatever he threw in it and grabbed onto wow. it and started pulling the dude he got out of it i'm like imagine dying like that that would suck i would be so mad if yeah. i died at a job that i hated can you imagine yeah <laughs> i would be so mad I, I would like i don't know what happens after you die but i imagine that like you know you kind of float out of your body mm -hmm. or something and you get to kind of look around for a little bit Dude, if I died in a place that I hated, I would come out of my body so fucking mad, dude. <laughs> I'd be yelling at my body down there. I'd be like, why the fuck you yeah. died in a wood chipper? Like, what yeah. the hell are you doing, idiot? Like, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Get better at life, motherfucker. Well, man, so I saw that uh, I saw that you are 50% on your account already this year. Yeah, so we did, uh, you know, I just want to clarify, we did reset, so... I took my account, uh, my challenge account. I still have two. So I still have my bigger account, right? But this, like, I really haven't touched it. I'm just trading in my uh, my reset account. So the reset account was the challenge account. And, you know, Fappy, Bob, Herter, Mikey pretty much pressured me into resetting to 30K, right? Which I'll be honest with you. If you guys have never reset your account, it actually, um, there are a lot of benefits, you know, like just mentally. It, it I don't know. It's, it's, it's nice. I, you know, I quite like it. Um, you know, for some reason I always traded better out of accounts I really didn't care about. And, uh, so yeah, 50% from, from 30, right? Like today where Chloe closed, uh, like five grand, like just under five. I gave some back in the day on, on spy, but that's freaking sweet though, man. And, uh, the ratio is a lot different so far starting off the year. Like yeah, last year we made 500 K and, um, you know, as far as long to short, it was probably like 80, 20, like of, in, of the entire P and L. And like so far for the year, man, it's it's like ninety five five. You know, I yeah. think my my only really crazy long trade this year so far was uh, Hoth yesterday. That I was saw a good trade. That, yeah. You saw that yeah, one, yeah. dude? Nutty, so nutty, man. Like I I was on it and I didn't want to hold it into the open because you know we had um, QLGN, was it? And I was, and I was, and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but but Qualigen really was it Qualigen? Am I thinking of the right name? I'm not sure. I I, no, I've done. I did this a few times. It's not Qualigen. Uh, bear with me because this is important to. I know you're good. No worries, man. It was G. Is it GMPX? GMPX, right? So yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about GMPX, but it really did feel like such a breath of fresh air um mm -hmm. you know going into the year i mean it really just felt like we hadn't seen something grind up like that and so easy to trade since yeah, like yeah. 2020 in my opinion that so, was the best trading vehicle i've seen in probably a months, long man. time bro and it got motherfuckers dude because i was like <laughs> going into 2022 i was like all right we'll see how the first day goes, but I was really treading water. I was like, I'm just kind of going to put my feet in the water and see what's up. And then we had that. And I completely yeah. watched that long, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? 
it was flag going after into flag. The next day, yeah, going into the next day, I was like, I really feel like people are gonna be looking for that next, you know, GMPX. And so that's, you know, that's why I went for Hoth. And uh, I went for NLSP too. And what ended up happening, all those names, because there was like, GM, there was Hoth, NLSP, and there was like two others, like one was a penny and one was just, you know, something with no volume. And they all just, they all just wrecked everybody. BTCS, yeah. I don't know if you guys watched that today. BTCS was nice. I watched yeah, that too. I, yeah. I traded it, I traded it short uh, today. I had a really nice trade on it actually. There were uh, a lot of short opportunities today, especially. Um, I know like Lixt, LIXT was up like Yeah, I was watching that, yeah. In yeah. the pre-market and then just died today. I know, um, what were the other ones? There was there was one I'm thinking of in particular. Um, man, it was, oh, was MY something. MYNZ or something. Let me pull up my, my Weeble real quick. Because I like to so scalp a lot. Yeah, MYNZ had a nice yeah. pre-market and then just faded off all day. Yeah, and then uh, I know iSun. I told my group iSun, um, it was up above seven at open. And I looked at all of the, uh, all of the, the daily candles where it would have a big pop and it would always close always near the, the yesterday's close too. So I was like, it's going to close below six, six fifty, And it closed mm-hmm. at like six fifteen or something like that. I didn't short any of them. Um, that is such an underrated thing that I feel like a lot of people could start doing more of is paying attention to those dailies, man. Uh, it's so helpful getting a broader view of, you know, just the personality of the stock. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people. That's how you can find good it. shorts. Yeah. A lot of people just look at it and they're like, oh yeah, okay. we got levels here and here, but it's like, you know, look at the bigger picture, man. You, it's, it's showing you, you know, people yeah. fail to do that a lot. I see people are mm-hmm. so fixated in one time frame, and they nine times out of 10 will miss a lot of info. Or permables, and they just they think that every single play is going to go up when there's. If you're a, a permable a... the last three months, you're struggling. Yeah, man. The thing yeah. about permables is, dude, they're so good with their language. Like they'll say, like it's starting to base out. That's a fucking bear flag, dog. That is a bear <laughs> flag. It's not basing out. That is a bear flag. But like, I yeah, just, I'm really trying lot, to yeah. help. I'm really trying to help the people like in Discord, you know, be a little more. uh unbiased the thing is you know it's like not a lot of people are out here with accounts um that are like where they're able to actually short you know what i mean yeah there's yes. a lot of people who are cash mm-hmm. and so i you have that issue when i when these, i got go ahead i was just gonna say like you have all these people where they're like oh well shit you know think or swim i can't short on think or swim like there's no shares and then and then they just keep trying to trade along and it just makes no sense yeah, I got people like I, I recommend cash count for under 25k most of the time. Um, but I run into my issues when I like talk or talk, I'm talking short type things. People will like go into like options and stuff at that point because they're like, I can't buy, like, I can't short because I'm on cash account. So I'm going to go to options. I'm like, it's not the same, man. It's no, very, very different. Like, obviously, like yeah. the sentiment's the same, but it's not going to trade the same. It's not as easy. There's not going to be the right expert and stuff. But how are you feeling about, uh, 2022 market man i know that these last few days have been good for you but overall how are you feeling um i'll be honest man um i just i like you know you have people and they're like oh market's gonna crash or oh like this is the top this is the bottom or oh small caps are gonna be shitty or whatnot um i just really don't care 
about all that. Like, I just, you know, there, I think that regardless of what's going on, there's always going to be some form of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just being able to identify the opportunity uh, or some kind of fad and being able to identify that fad or that theme. Some people call it, you know, a theme, but it's not always a theme. You know, I think a theme would have been, um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I just don't, I just don't really care. You know, like I just look for the opportunity, um, you know, and if there is some, like, like I said, short-term theme or short-term fad, there's been plenty of them this year, even in a shitty small cap market, uh, just take advantage of it. I think, um, uh, just to go off what you're saying, like I've been preaching for months now. It's like take take what the market gives you. Mm-hmm. I see. I saw so many people on Twitter with <clears throat> huge following saying, "Oh, we're gonna get the January effect," or "Oh, because yeah. it's a or because it's a new year, we're gonna swings are gonna be back," or "Oh, because it's January historically swings." Are, like that doesn't mean shit. Like if you go in with any sort of bias, you're gonna be absolutely screwed. Um, so I've just been telling people like in my group, like, listen, you just gotta, whatever the market gives you that day. Great. Like I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent cash at the end of each day. And that feels great knowing that whatever happens the next day I'm ready for. So yeah, Yeah, there'll be opportunities and you'll capitalize. I definitely feel like I've been shooting for, you know, cause I agree. Like usually I'm all cash at the end of each day. Uh, but there have been a lot of like I've overnight something every day this this year so far uh, as far as whether. Yeah, I mean, there have all been short, though. So none of them have been long. Yeah, but I think dude. a lot of people came in, like you said, they came into the year and they're like, oh, man, January effect. Eh, same shit with the Santa rally bullshit, you know, and, every, and everybody gets all hyped up and, mm-hmm. you know, they might see some news or they might be oh, this has got this volume and they'll just start slapping it. And you might get a really nice push and then, you know, you have people end up on the wrong side and you get yeah. that killer backside. But I can't complain because with how things are right now, and I don't know how long this is going to last, we are getting some really, really good range uh, front and back right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, uh, It's just easier for me to predict the back. So yeah. that's what I've been playing. I think, I think something that you bring to light that I really, really um, have taken and kind of ran with myself is, I really didn't think about, you know, shorting overnight all that much um, until mm-hmm. I heard like you doing it like months ago. Um, and I, I really recommend to people who are interested in it to just like put the gappers from, you know, today in a watch list on their account and see where they're at tomorrow morning pre-market. It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 75 if you have or 80 like, are going to be down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're, you're playing. I've never been one to be like, super big into swings just because i don't like opening myself up to extra bullshit that could happen in the market but you know i'm not taking a humongous size on these either you know i I always make sure to you know be be being with a size where it's like hey if this gapped up a dollar even you know it might would obviously suck but like we would be okay you know it's not something that would put us way back um but it's it's just kind of like squeezing like just squeezing all that toothpaste out too you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i just yeah. want i just want those big picture moves i'm i've i've been here doing this long enough now to where it's like yeah hitting that trade is great but i've been staying familiar with a lot of the names that i've been trading and going back and looking and there's just so much more range than a lot of people think it's just knowing when to expect it you know yeah. um personality some, mm-hmm. some people are a little too early like btcs uh, I hit it from 490s down to 410s, and you know, as soon as it, like, I I scaled some in there, and I held I held some, and as soon as it, you know, 
failed to put in a uh, lower high. I just basically took the rest off. But it's one of those things know. too. Um, not to cut you off, but like <clears throat> yeah, when fine. you open yourself up to the to the possibility of playing both sides, like. I tweeted this the other day, like, the people that play both sides aren't complaining now. The people that are complaining are permabulls or, or yeah. whatever you want to call them. The people that aren't open to the idea of playing both sides. Or perma-swingers. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. super important to have the ability to do both. There's so much more opportunity, man. Like, it's, there's just there's just so much more opportunity. It's, I mean, it's like if you're go to a mall or something and you're like, or I don't know, wherever you guys would, I'm married, obviously see my wife back here. So it's like, if you were going somewhere to like pick up a chicks or something, but you only like extremely fat chicks, like you're not going to have as much opportunity out there. You know? I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for fat chicks in the United States. Yeah. You States. go to the bar after 8 PM. <laughs> so, and, and they're all going to be there. What a... I, I, I like the extra opportunities guys. And yeah. I mean, if anything right now, it's like, if there's one thing for the year of 2022 that I'm seeing, um, and, and, you know, this is kind of saucy. I've seen a few of these setups. They've all been working pretty well. We just have all these charts look the same. Like all these small cap charts are starting to look identical. Like, yep. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, I, like I, I have my daily right here in front of my face. So like whenever I type in the ticker, I, I see their chart, right? And you go through all these names and they almost all look identical. They're all under the 200. They've all been fading all fucking year. And then they just get some crazy pop on volume. And then what do they do? They go right into that 200 SMA, 200 EMA, and they fucking fade right back. Yep. So, I mean, if anything, uh, as far as like something I'm seeing happening right now for the year, I've been focusing on that, uh, you know, from just, what was it? end of november going into december we we're having all these t plus two multi-days all these uh liquidity traps all these daily flags stuff like that and i feel like we're starting to kind of transition away from that and you know what what comes next who knows but um i think being very fluid is important you have people that only play flags you have people that only play which no offense mikey i know you make things because i know he's gonna see not talking about mikey because <laughs> even mikey's starting to branch out like mikey's shorting plays with me and shit mm-hmm. but um my, my point is, you know, if you only stick to one thing, um, you know, I've always thought, you know, if you only stick to one thing, you, your chances of making money all year round are just going to go down. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas I play a bunch of different setups. I have some favorite setups long. I have some favorite setups short. But there's those wallet patterns in between where it's like I don't need everything to be perfect. I, I know I can get in, get a little cash, and come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, when that perfect setup does come, I just try and hit it as best as I can, and and that's where a lot of the big chunks of the money for the year come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would I you- tell you? What I've been seeing lately, um, pennies off the bottom have kind of been popping, like Fammy today. Yeah. Um, I've been like running them one by one. Yeah, there's been like some like under fifty cent plays have just been kind of you know one by one just pop and then fade a little bit but then mm-hmm. pop again like fami popped four percent a couple of days ago and then faded and then popped you know 15 pre-market today so i think yeah. we might start to see a little more of that <laughs> like the first one that i thought of to go look at too was medics and made new lows today. <laughs> i was just i had that in the back of my head man what uh like, oh shit new lows what um do you uh are you the kind of person that like sets goals and stuff like would you uh say you have a specific goal for this year anything specific uh, okay yeah for for the year i do i thought you were talking about like daily daily mm-hmm. i don't i don't um i don't even have like a max loss for any day it's, as long as i can yeah. you know, still rationally think for the year um 
I really want to hit a million this year, guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's it for me. I, I really want to hit that one million. Not overall. I'm talking for the year. Yeah. I want, I want one mil PL for the year. But I know that if I put it at one mil, I won't hit it. So I'm shooting for 1.5. Yeah. You're going to do 1. it, man. 5. And, you know, a, a lot of people, that sounds crazy, but, it, you know, 5K a day uh, is like 1.2 mil a year or something like that. So. Yeah, people people need to realize too. Like, when you you should be like delusionally confident in yourself. Like, me yeah. and Teddy sitting here are like, yeah, that's attainable for you. There's going to be people that are like, how? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> but um, that's the thing. Like, you need to be so delusionally like confident in your ability that um, you set high goals for yourself. Because if you set high goals, um, that's like something to work towards. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'd I rather be agree. I'd rather be delusionally confident in myself than constantly questioning myself at every turn. Like I'd rather yeah. be the person that rides or dies than the person who just doesn't even have enough guts to do anything. Yeah. I feel like at this point, um, you know, I'm really confident in what I'm doing and my ability to do it. And at at this point I I'm trying to have more confidence in uh, man, this is going to sound really weird. I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but in what other people, how other people are going to react in certain areas, if that makes sense. So it's like, I know that I could execute a trade well, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's say, um, I don't know. Let's look at AACG or something like that, like from yesterday, because I was going to overnight short this, and I just I ended up not. Uh, but AACG came right into that 200, you know, went a little bit above it in after hours. And, and here I am sitting here like, confident in my ability to trade it but is it like am i confident people are going to react in the way i need them to for it to work out you know what i mean um, yeah because you know i preach this all the time where it's it's like a big part of the market is people reacting uh in some way at some area at some time for some reason and it's like if you can figure out how people are feeling or how they're going to react in any given scenario you basically i mean you put yourself at a huge advantage you know what i mean yeah. And so at this point, I'm not really so much worried about my execution as much as I am reading things the right way. You know what I mean? There's a. And being confident in that because that's yeah. what it's about for me. There's a good quote from some, like, <clears throat> some UFC fighter, some famous fighter. I forget who who said this, but he's like, I'm trying to think about what the opponent's going to do. And, like, that's a good way to put it. Like, I'm trying to think of what 100%. he's going to do. hundred percent. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yep. Because at this point, it's it's like, you know, once you get past, you know, your first, I don't know. For for me, I'm gonna put it at a year. It's like once I got past my first year, all the basics are already, you know, nailed into your head. And um, at this point, I I feel really confident in my execution. Right? No brainer. It's real subconscious now. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you're learning to grab a fork. You have to think about grabbing that fork and then as you get older you don't even you just fuck it's like second you nature just, you know you just pick up the fork mm-hmm. and, and, that, and now yeah. that's how how i feel about my trading and and um so having confidence in my ability to read other people i feel like is the uh, play right now what uh we we talked about this a couple minutes ago but like how tough the market's been um mm-hmm. I know Teddy and I were talking. We wanted to kind of get your your thoughts on this. Like, what advice would you have to somebody that's struggling right now? Because, in my opinion, there's more people struggling right now than not. Um, and 
if you don't know how to play both sides in this market, you 100% are struggling. So like, what kind of would be your advice to maybe somebody that is struggling at this moment? I feel like a lot of the people that I have seen uh, struggling in, in our community personally are a lot of these people that are, so there's two things. One of them is they're battling these headache names, right? Uh, like, even though I had a fantastic trade on what like was your it, wishes and not even I'm talking uh, BTCS wasn't actually that bad. Like it was easy to make money, but like lately we've been having a lot of these names that are, you know, trappy, fakey, chopping sideways. There's no real direction. It's just mm -hmm. kind of moving sideways in a range. And a lot of people are battling that because they're like, oh, you know, bull flag getting long. And then it and then it washes on them or, or oh, bear flag getting short. And, and then it, and then, it, you know, they swipe it back up and they end up fighting this range and there's no actual clear direction. And I, I see a lot of people struggling with that. They are, they're focusing on these. I call them headache names. Like you'll see me in the morning. I'll be like, oh, I think this is going to be the headache name today. I'm going to stay away. And, uh, you know, as a short, I, I like to focus on names that a lot of people probably forget about. And, you know, they'll move to like the shiny object. And then that anything gets forget about a lot of times will just fade off. Um, but my advice would be, you know, if you're not good at trading the headache names, if you're not good at, you know, these high volume plays that might have some, you know, big knives in them, they might have some swipe backups, just fucking leave them alone. You don't have to, you don't have to trade them. You know, there's other shit to trade. Um, and well, there was another thing I really wanted to touch on, and I, I can't remember exactly where I was going with it, but uh, it was a whole different subject. But that that would be my first for sure is stay away from the headache names. You know, you don't you don't have to trade them. Okay, I remember now. The other thing is you see all these people that are just like throwing money around. There's no real, you know, plan. There's no real process. There's no real thesis. There's no real idea. They're just like, hey, man, I think this can go up. And they smack some money at it. You know, it's it's like, stop doing that shit. Yeah, you know, find something. Yeah, man. Find, yeah. Exactly. You know, like find something that you have seen you know tons of fucking times you know it's gonna you know like you know it you know it works like you can look at it and can be confident that hey i have played this many times before it has worked uh and you know you know how to play it you know so if for me if it was a blow off top that had a big stuff up top and i get short i'm just risking the highs you know like people will get in trades and they don't even know what the fuck they're risking you know what i mean like they don't even know what they don't even know what the company is they don't even know what it is <laughs> Like, yeah, they don't even know what or they're they don't even expecting know the chart. to see. Yeah, they don't yeah. even know what they're expecting to see. If I get in a trade, and, and I don't know if you guys do this, but I do this every day. If I'm looking at, even if I'm not in a trade, if I'm looking at a chart, I have about three scenarios in my head, and I see it on the chart. So I don't, like on TOS, you know, you can have extra space on your chart to where it's just blank. Yeah. And I literally paint that picture in my head of what this thing could do, mm -hmm. right? And, and if I see a trade come in and it lines up with what I think to be the most probable situation uh, and there's key levels to go off of, et cetera, I go with that. Right. But people don't even do that. They're just like, oh, yeah, I want this to go up. Yep. It's like, all right. But is that something that could you like would even make sense right now? You know, like, does it have the op like, can it even do that? You know, yeah. what's your risk? There is no people don't even have risk. The market's like throwing money around. It's They're like just the, throwing money. around. Yeah, the market's. Uh just a game of like probabilities if there's a if there's a minute probability that something goes up why are you taking that like it so yeah i completely agree like with what you're saying about and i'll be honest with you guys that's why i love shorting 
right now uh, and just overall in general and why I could see a huge amount of my PL for the year coming from the short side. Don't get me wrong, I'm a savage on the long side. I love playing long. There are some very nice setups long. Uh, but I, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were just kind of, you know, thinking out loud. It's, it's, it's nothing that was like pure facts, but it makes sense in my head where it's like, um, you know, people were like, why do you only play these quote unquote catcher's mitt plays on like spy and Tesla and Apple? And why don't you play them on small caps? And I was trying, I was trying to explain to them. I was like, well, look, you know, people are always going to be buying Tesla. People are always going to be buying Apple spy. Like people are taking this and putting it in a long-term portfolio. Like, People aren't doing that with small caps, you know. Can you explain I, the catcher's mitt? Uh, the catcher's mitt uh, is basically like this move you see on Spy into close. I didn't take this, obviously, uh, just because I didn't like how I was breaking key levels on a daily. But it's basically when you get that extremely extended, like, max pain type stop out, like, pool, right? And it usually takes over the course of, like, an hour to develop. It's like once you get that spike in volume and that blow out the bottom on these names – it's just getting long on that for the reverse back up and getting a nice move, uh, like a 40% retrace or whatever on that move. You're not yeah. looking for, you know, a full retrace. You're not looking for highs or nothing that. It's just a really nice scalp. So the best way to play that is off of like some key levels. So if Spy was dumping today, like I tried to catch his mid off of, it was like 469, basically, basically 470s level, right? Uh, which is just this level on the daily I was seeing. Once it started turning around, I was like, okay, this can lower. And I ended up actually stopping out break even on the trade. But my point is, you know, if something is just blowing out the bottom, it's a large cap, SPY, Qs, Tesla, Apple, and it has a key level below it where it's like, okay, this is extremely extended down this level. People might come in and buy at this level or something like that. It's just really that yeah. simple. You know, it's really selling easy. exhaustion kind of. Yeah, it's really that simple. Um, okay. But I was telling them, I was like, you know, people, you can't expect people to do that on small caps. Like, you know, people actually want these bigger names in their in their portfolios and shit. People actually want to buy this shit when it gets quote unquote cheap for whoever. I don't know for if they see it as a good deal. Like small caps, I feel like is the inverse. Whereas it's 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 like if you were to flip the blow off tops on small caps, it's literally the catcher's mitt on large caps. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people aren't <laughs> yeah, looking no, to buy. Exactly you saying. know what I'm saying? People aren't looking to buy these small caps and put them in long-term portfolios. Like obviously there's swing traders and shit like that. But I'm saying when you get these blow-off tops, I almost feel like you can just guarantee that someone's going to be there to short it because it's a small cap. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we're the not complete long inverse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete inverse of the catcher's been a large cast. And like I said, I'm just thinking out loud, and there's no like. No, nah, it makes it sense though. Like, but it makes like, sense in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exhaustion, um, which with with small caps, exhaustion comes easier on the buying side. Buyers exhaust quicker than usually sellers do because people will, you know, pound small caps into the ground. When large caps usually don't get pounded into the ground as much. Usually sellers exhaust and then buyers step up. Like I traded that exact same scenario as you on spy, but I was in spy calls and I got okay. in at you know what was it 467 or 470 no 470 just like you said that level but my calls you know went 10 percent on like one candle so then i just got out at four, <laughs> 470 like it was like 470.5 so then i got out there um but i would have stopped out just like you if i would have been like on the commons um 
but yeah, it just, it felt like the, the sellers were getting exhausted. They had trouble getting it down to 470. They had trouble trying to break 470 yeah. itself. So I just felt them exhausting. And then buyers kept stepping up and smacking it back up to 470, yep. 50. So then I just took advantage of that quickly with some and, and I'll be but, honest, I didn't, I didn't watch the Fed shit either. So I was kind of like, well, I don't really know what was actually said. So I was just keeping it real tight. Yeah. But, you know, let's say, you know, hypothetically 470 did hold. Typically, uh, a nice catcher's mid bounce would be back up to like 472.50 or something like that mm -hmm. you know a good rule of thumb is just like around 40 45 percent retrace on these and yeah. it's the same thing on the small cap blow up tops the exact same thing like yeah. it is the exact same thing just short just short like if you just flip the chart like you know how you can put the little minus sign in front it's literally the flip same it, fucking yeah. shit like go go flip bct uh bcts today so I've heard that you got some video games in your in your evenings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear uh, that you kind of you're you're apparently really good at a few games. I don't remember the names, but people told me that you would like fuck them up in it enough to where they would want to rage quit or something like that. I don't know what it was, but what are they? Yeah, I, I'm I'm what you would call a sweat. Oh shit, your your sweaty palm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Nah, so I I used to. Uh, not anymore. I'm not as good. The skill cap has definitely gone up. But I used to play Fortnite for cash. I, I'm like I play that. Like I've, I haven't played in a while because we're on this League of Legends kick. But um, really good at Valorant. Really, really good at League. And um, yeah, I mean, just you ever play Counter much, Strike? Uh, yeah, but way back in the day, bro. Like way back in the day. So you used to play Fortnite for cash? Like, like people would yeah, pay so, you. So it was uh, wager games. So it was like me and one other person. And, and it was, fuck, I can't remember what the website was. But like you could go on this website and you basically could challenge people or people would have an open challenge. You could take their challenges. So what it was, what you would do is like you would drop as squads, right? So you'd have four people. It was a two on two. But the way it worked is like me and my guy would land somewhere and then him and his guy would land somewhere. And whatever pair of two ended up with the most kills took the catch. Oh, shit. That's we used, bro, we used to fucking just it, that shit was so fun, man. Honestly, I used to dude, do that for Warzone. Those... <laughs> Warzone is fun, dude. You're probably mm -hmm. one of those sweaties that killed me when I was like 19, and I threw my remote at the fucking window, and I broke two remotes playing Fortnite when I was younger. I had I had a few. Oh, like, no. I was mad at video games back then. I don't I don't give a fuck as much now, but mm -hmm. Fortnite, dude. I got I've had one solo dub in my entire life because I suck major ass at it. Um, <laughs> it's a tough game, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, dude. There's building. You got like six year old kids now that just give me the business, and I just I don't get it, man. Like yeah. they're crazy. My son's in there getting down on Fortnite right now. Dude, like, the amount of money they've made. Oh my god. That's a legendary oh, game. Man. That's gonna be a yeah. whole generation is gonna remember that shit. If there is a game that has like made the most amount of money, has I, to be I'm, them. I'm, dude, it's gotta be Fortnite, yeah. right? Yeah, has to be. Like, like, I'm pretty confident it is probably Fortnite. You know what I mean? The only. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Dude, the only game I think I would remotely stand a chance against either of you is Rainbow Six Siege. Dude, I can Never get down it. at that fucking game. Rainbow Six was fun. Was but the only game. reason I think I could survive is because I know you guys don't play that as much. 
And I've never like played any it. of the games you guys do. I suck at video games. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have an Xbox until I was 18, and it fucked uh-huh. up my thumbs. My thumbs don't work as well as everyone else's. So like everyone, I got buddies who will like be like carrying me on like squads and stuff, and they'll be like, "Dude, why are you so bad?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't need this right now. <laughs> I'm trying my fucking best right now. I don't need." I've been this. into yeah, Halo a lot. Been, uh, yeah, there you go. Halo's fun. Halo's fun. You played the, the new one. That everybody keeps trying to get me to download. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Onyx in that. That's Is it top, Onyx? Like the top rank, yeah. No, oh, that's crap. the rank. I think oh, it's dude, people were talking about that. Infinite it's fun. It's fun, as like everybody says it is, because I've had a lot of people. I like, played controller my whole life. The only game I play uh, mouse okay. and keyboard on is Valorant, but uh, yeah, it's super fun. I see. We're the complete opposite. Like I've always been PC. Oh yeah. well, you know there was a little period in time where I where I got grabbed a console, but like I've pretty much always been PC. We were really poor growing up, you know. So it's like. Uh, my uncle, whenever he like got his first job or whatever, you know, he went and got an N64, but he never wanted to share it. So I'd play when he left for work, but my mom had this work computer. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, she's when I'm talking about my mom, I'm talking about my aunt, right? But she's like a uh, super sweet lady. And I would always get on her work computer and like, you know, all the games on uh, on the internet were like free. You know what I mean? There was, don't make, yeah. no, I can cap, don't make fun of me. There was like Maple Story. <laughs> And then there was uh, obviously RuneScape, and there that was, was like, the game, yeah, RuneScape, like, dude. Uh, Lunia. There was this other game called Night Online for a little while, uh, but I play all those games. You know what I mean? And um, that that was that's what I rocked with for a long time because we like there was no way, bro. There's no way my mom was ever gonna be able to buy like a console or some shit like that yeah. for me. You know what I mean? I think got- I bought my first one actually. I think I bought my first ever consoles. Dang. We were poor, dude. Yeah, you got an all-time favorite game. If you had to choose one, you're on an yeah. island and you only have one. Um. All right, so d- I don't know if this is gonna make sense to you, but I-, I feel like it depends on the point in time. Right? Does that make sense? That makes because, sense. Because because yeah, some games, sense. man, some games were super good. And then they fuck it up at a point in time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. just corporatized, or they got really like just not. They didn't really care about like World of Warcraft, for example. You know what I mean? Everybody knows, like, whenever WoW was a thing, you know, whether it was Classic, Burning Crusade, like, the first couple expansions, fucking great. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it just kind of went, you know, downhill. Uh, And I feel like a lot of games are like that. You don't have a lot of... Exactly. You don't have a lot of developers trying new things. They're all just recycling. The last couple of games have been absolutely... Call of Duty's fucking Mm -hmm. sucked recently. I still play Black Ops 2 only because it's just so much better than all the fucking new ones. People want to say that's, like... That's just like bias, but no, the last couple of games have been absolutely terrible. Yeah, it might be super cliche, but um, and I don't play it anymore because I'm not happy with where the game is at. But I'm I'm definitely gonna go with World of Warcraft. Um, I met a lot of people on that game. I've let them. I've met a lot of great friends that I still talk to to this day. Literally, I've known them since I was like 16, and some of them trade with us now too. To where it's like I, I'm definitely gonna go with with the. Uh, World of Warcraft. What was that new game it, that came out that was supposed to be similar? You know what I'm talking about? New World? About? Yeah, that's what Man, it is. Man, dude, you know that game lost like 80% of its player base in like the first month or two or something Damn. like that? Yeah, including myself. I, I thought it was great. Beautiful game. Let me tell you. Beautiful game. And I risked it all to play this game because that game was uh was bricking 3090s. And uh, any, anybody that watches this, they're going to know what I'm talk, talking about if they're a gamer, right? But New World was bricking, like, frying people's graphics cards, their 3090s specifically, left and right. I have a 3090. 
and all and I all my friends were like, yeah, man, we're gonna play New World and this and that. And I was like, fuck, man, I had fun yeah. as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. Them. Yeah, dude. So I was like, you know what? I got another G- GPU back in the back. I was like, fuck it, we're gonna run this shit, dude. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It's just really repetitive, and um, yeah. I don't know. It's just they could have did a little more with the game, you know? Like the questing is just super, super fucking boring honestly you know what i mean i didn't make it to end game um you know but it was a beautiful game it's nice dude i know a lot of people that like wow i know i had some friends in high school and some friends in college that like dude that's their life like wow is like some people's absolute just life and i mean it takes a special fucking game for that you know i feel like the people that still play wow are like the people that are still holding AMC expecting it to go to a thousand. <laughs> Shout out to the apes. Yeah. It's just like it's just like, man, just guys, just let it. I like it. We can we can take this L together and we can move it into a new game or, or a new style, you know, like <laughs> they can just, hop on Twitter and do like wow apes. <laughs> World of Warcraft apes. Just, yeah. Bring it back. That's what happened to Destiny, not, dude. You ever played Destiny? Oh, that was man. such a fire game and they i mean I love that game, it was 60 dollars to buy it so good yeah oh, they good. put out they put out an expansion so like to just continue playing the game you just had to keep paying 50 bucks like yeah, it was lame, man. but that's my point is there's so many great games for a period of times but i think as far if i was to say like you know favorite game definitely wow the favorite period of time for games probably back in the N64 days. And I think it's just because everything was so new and everything was so fresh. Now, whereas, you know, we're going into thirties and, you know, late twenties and shit, everything has been done. Everything is Mm. so generic. Everything is just recycled. And the reason it's like that is because they know it makes them fucking money, you know, like why would they do anything else? Why would they risk their company trying something new because they know something else will make them money it makes no sense to do on as far as a business front um but back in the day bro everything was new everything was fresh you know it felt good i remember when i played the first madden that ever came out with one of my buddies or maybe it wasn't the first one maybe it was like one of the first ones with Mm -hmm. one of my buddies just it was a different experience than anything i'd had in my entire life at that point i hadn't played any video games i go over to my buddy's house he's like hey i got this for christmas let's play it and I was so confused how I was like controlling these people because I hadn't played a single video game because I was like six at the time. My yeah. parents hadn't let me have anything like I didn't do any video games. I was just <laughs> so confused, but I was so like just like intrigued by it and just like absolutely just like, what the hell am I doing? This is amazing. So, yeah, like all that early shit that you do is just. Yo, and Teddy, Teddy was Teddy was that little brother, that little cousin where you give him an unplugged <laughs> controller. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you could have turned on it. You're NFL just like, game, here you go, and I'll control it. Yeah, dude, that's Teddy, man. Oh, <laughs> Me and Teddy need to play Warzone, but no, dude, I'm scared now, bro. Bro, it's been, I haven't played it in months. It's been oh, horrible, fuck, dude. I'm not good at most shooters. I'm yeah, really War, bad. Warzone is like, like five percent of the time you'll have fun, and the other ninety-five yeah. percent you're just it used to be mad. fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude the first warzone like the first like exact game like that just came out was mm-hmm. super fun and then they fucked it up a bunch but i'll agree with that it is. yeah for sure i agree with that for sure fizz man we want to get uh we want to let you talk quite a bit about shorten we want to hear like kind of some of your strategies some of just like 
what you look for. I know we already talked about like the catcher's mitt, that kind of thing, but uh, I want you to just kind of expand a little more. Just, just give us, give us the lowdown of your, your shorting, um, the strategies you like the most, how you execute them, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, what we just talked about, obviously there's a bunch of detail that we can go into. Uh, that is my all time favorite, you know, that nice blow off the top where it's like, if you were to go on Google, right. And let's go on Google. Let me type in, parabolic or para you know what i mean that absolute where it literally starts to get straight you had all these shorts that are ad ad adding they're finally hitting their stops and everything just fucking rockets and blows off that top is what i say right uh that's my favorite setup you know it's it's tricky to play a lot of people misjudge the top you know uh they'll be like oh this is really high but it's it's you know it's become kind of an art for me to, to really start nailing these plays. You have a lot of other good people on Twitter that nail these plays too, like uh, short the POS and um, the short snipers are another pretty, pretty good guy. Um, that is my favorite setup. A hundred percent. I think aside from that, I, I really like uh, obviously the, the flooded retail plays, you know, um, you, Twitter pumps. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, dude. There's it's no way. It's just what they are. I mean, there's, there's no, there's way, no around way around that. that. Like, we don't I, cut I, it out of this podcast. The pumps are the out. pumps, baby. I love, I love the pumps, man. And and don't get me wrong, like if if the play makes sense, I I, I might co- I might cop the bid first and hop on the bid first. And like I've I've played my fair share of part and you know squeezing some shorts too. Um, and then you know once they are you know <laughs> max pained out and we get that nice big stick you know I don't mind flipping short because you know what's gonna happen is all the longs are taking profits you know some longs might get might get bagged they might end up on the wrong side their stops get hit and you just get that nice flush and all the people that are pushing and promoting the play you know if they're no longer there you're not really gonna have any bid support you know what I mean that's the if you know they're selling with you too yeah like if you know you know and if you know you know that's the easiest money like i mean it's nice you don't get them every day because here's the thing is like a lot of them don't catch on to be worth it you know a lot of them don't get to that point where it would actually be worth it because here's the thing right people would gotta remember like uh when you guys are longing not you specifically just when you guys are longing or if i'm longing we just buy the stock when you're shorting you are paying to be there, mm-hmm. right? All the shit that I play, all these small caps, they're not easy to borrow, bro. We have to pay to be there. I have to locate my shares to be yeah. there. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like I don't want to pay to, <laughs> I don't want to pay for something unless I know. And, and this is funny because this has played a huge part in me holding for those bigger moves, looking for those bigger picture plays, uh, playing shit that actually is worth playing. Uh, I think that specific thing, I mean, like you having to actual pay for the locate, uh, has played a big penny part. Flip short. It, it, exactly, it's played a big part in finding the right plays too. Uh, but the blow up tops, obviously, the retail crowded plays. Um, if I was gonna try and you know give some kind of criteria, I guess as far as the blow up top that might help a lot of people. Um, look, if I'm playing these plays. Like I said, I, I mean, that thing needs to literally be going straight up. I, I use the five-minute, you know, and VWAP, five-minute AEMA the v, and VWAP. You know, I like to see really big extension. I want it to be far away from that EMA. I want it to be far away from VWAP to where it's like, it, if you were long, it's like, 
I need a pullback. You know, you're not going to fucking chase it. Up yeah. there. It's, it yeah. and it's going up is because, you know, shorts are getting stopped out. You can, well, I know something that might help people with that too is, is um, mm-hmm. if you've never used Bollinger Bands to anyone who's listening, um, something I use when I'm shorting a lot is Bollinger Bands. And when it pops above that top Bollinger Band, um, it's not always like, obviously there's no indicator that's hundred percent, but usually yeah. it needs a pullback of some sort. Um, when, you know, five, 10, 15 minute, if few of them line up, a few of those charts all line up as in they're getting to the top of the Bollinger Band. Um, that's exactly what he's talking about. It's gone parabolic at that point. Um, so that's a, that's possibly a good indicator you could use if you're just wanting yeah. to, you know, watch and, and look out for these plays. Uh, but yeah, that's good, man. Um, me personally, I just, uh, I feel like I always overthink things like the more, you know, indicators I add, but if it's worked for you and you've back tested it, then I mean, yeah. I trust your word. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's, um, the biggest problem with playing these is people just get in too early. And so, you know, I tell people you have to have a set of rules, like general rules, like, you know, very broad generalized rules. And then you have to have rules for like any specific play that you're playing. And so for these, I will only try and find the top twice, right? On feelers, unless we're squeezing into a very key level on the daily, whether that's a huge wick, whether that's a 200 SMA or EMA, um, if you have a key level to go off of, you're 100% going to be better off, uh, like almost 100% of the time. You know what I mean? As far as because it, you have a clear risk. You know, if you don't have a clear risk, what a lot of people do is they'll be like, "Oh well, may, you know, maybe I'll just risk this, or oh maybe I'll just move it up a little bit." When you have a clear risk, you're a lot less likely to do that. Uh, if you, I mean, obviously, if you have the discipline, you're not going to do that anyway. But a lot of people don't have that discipline. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's uh, it's a feel thing too i think like when you're staring at when you're staring at charts all day every day mm-hmm. um obviously we use technicals and we use different indicators but like it can start to become a feel thing like you can almost look at something and just kind of predict what's going to happen um yeah so it's I, a I lot agree. of screen time i agree 100% like Man, it's it might sound really stupid, but bro, I try and just keep shit really simple. Like as far as these blow off top plays, it's going to come back in, right? Yeah. It's going to pull back. the The key is, like, I take some off whenever it does come back in, and I make sure to hold some. And if and if it fucking just starts melting, bro, I just ride that bitch down. You know what I mean? But like when you get a, and that's the same thing with the with the catcher's mitt long. It's like you are going to get a bounce. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. How much bounce you get, really, you know, who knows? But it's it's like you can just scale out incrementally and get a really nice move. You know what I mean? Something yeah, I do with that and in options, like when I'm playing puts, if something triggers below my nine EMA and it just continuously rides that down, why would I like I obviously scale out on the way down and um, I preach that everyone scales out, um, but I'll hold some. Like if I see if it's still trapped under that nine EMA and just riding that shit down until I see some. Like if if I don't see a break above or something like that, I'll just continue to ride it down because there's no reason yeah. or no indication for me to exit that trade. Exactly, kind of like BTCS earlier today. It's like you know I wrote it down until you know I I seen it start to stop making those lower highs you know what i mean yeah um but uh, th- that's a good point though is these these headache names that we were talking about earlier that's the only time i'll play these now is if we get that parabolic move we get that kind of blow off top like btcs i just went against the five level pretty much 
like we had a nice exchange and nice stuff at like 505 uh, on volume. And so pretty much it was like, I got in and that was my risk. You know, I was like, Hey, we got room to come back in and I, can, I have a clear risk. Now we have some exchange up here. Why, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, the key thing is with, with shorts. I know you touched on this. Um, you're paying to be there just like you mm-hmm. said. So you gotta, you gotta ride that down. Um, there's a lot of times where I'll take a short on a position or on like a, a stock that people have been talking about a lot, whether it's, you know, social media discords, whatever it is, people are trying to push it. Um, and it'll get stuck beneath that nine, that eight, whichever you use. I know there's kind of a discrepancy of who uses what. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, if it gets stuck beneath that and, you know, there's high volume sell-offs, there's, you know, bear flags forming and then, you know, following through. Why sell? What are what are you gaining from selling too early when um, there's still downside to be had? Once it breaks that nine or eight and you're in the profit still, you know, then maybe then maybe cut it then if you're if it broke that trend downwards, but, but yeah, hold for your gain because you're paying to be there. You might as well get as much profit as you possibly can out of it. Squeeze it. Just like you said, that toothpaste, squeeze that shit out yep. as much as you possibly can. I'll be can. honest, man. Like once I hit these plays, I literally can just walk away. Like once I, once I, they start working, it's like, I literally can go make yeah. pizza or fucking like it. I don't even have to worry about watching the tape at that point. Cause it's like, it's, it's there, you know, it's, it's working. It's happening. Know, go it's going it's, especially on a large caps, especially on a large caps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, one of the key things that people really, really need to pay attention to is volume and, and people really, really need to pay attention to um, the tape. Like you, you can see that kind of battle that goes on, especially once the squeeze starts and you start seeing those big bids come in, you start seeing people basically trying to get out or somebody trying to hold it up to keep putting that pressure on, you know what I mean? Uh, a company with volume, like uh, typically going into a para move, you know, the higher you get, the more volume. like you're going to have that ramping volume. You want that ramping volume. And, you know, I like to look for that. It a lot of times it ends up being the biggest volume candle of the day, you know, um, but a big stuff up top where at BTCS, you know, you had that uh, 950, you had that really big volume stuff. Uh, at five bucks like that shit is key man just those little minor details are so fucking key and yeah, the other volume thing, like, stuff man the the retail like the retail pumps pay attention to the volume it might be a pump until it's not okay like yeah. if if a fucking play picks up an algo or something and starts doing you know um more so i think you know t- typical pumps are usually you know anywhere from 12 to 30 mil volume nowadays if you start seeing something really picking up volume starting going over 30, 40, 50 mil. It's not just, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not just some guy pushing the stock no more. Like there's more there and uh, be careful, you know, trying to just, uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, expect that it can go higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, what you said there with the high volume stuff, that's something I've been preaching in my little mini discord where I mentor people all the time is, you know, if you see something that that has a, a big upper wick and it's the biggest volume on the day, that should tell you something. Think about the psychology behind that. Why did that happen? It's because before the candle closed, sellers came in and fucking shoved that down. Yep. And if it's the highest volume, you know that the buyers were fighting real hard to keep it up and the sellers came in stomped them on like a you know foot on a bug and they said nah man we're, we're gonna push it down and they yep. did so that should tell you something major about what's possibly gonna happen throughout the if next, i see you know, something like that and even if i can't get the fucking top if it was the right kind of move 
You know what I mean? Like I will still, I will still take the fucking what is there was yeah e EVTL is a perfect example actually of this. Um, you had you had a huge stuff and I saw it coming in and this is something where it's like there really wasn't a huge volume ramp. It was pretty much just going on air, uh, and then you had that big exit. So it was like you know I don't know who was pumping it or what was going on with it really, but once I saw that huge exit, even though I couldn't really get close to the top, I still took it. Because at that point, I still have the clear risk. I just size accordingly. And it's like, this thing has so much weight up here compared to what it was moving on yeah. that I'm, I'm still confident in it. You know what I mean? You get something like that, man, and it's like, what's what's going to happen is you're just going to get this waterfall effect where it's like, who knows who's pumping it? Who knows who's sending it? But once those people see that shit, man, they fucking people know now. People are people are learning. You know, they're gonna fucking exit too. They're not gonna. They're not trying to get back. They're not trying to get stuck in that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. And and they and they exit. Uh, yeah. It the, is what it is. The backside volume is so important. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was just gonna say like the backside on the backside is so lucrative and like once you learn how to play that. Um, the last two days, the last three days in, in my Discord, we played Affirm Puts. Um, yesterday, it dropped about 20 bucks. I mean, those puts did like 800%. Oh, Obvious, yeah. Obviously, we're not all holding a full position for 800%, but like, right. when, it, it actually, it fell into two gaps two separate times, and like, the backside on things like that is so lucrative, um, and that's why we always like, we really hammer like learning to play both sides um whether you're shortening playing puts whatever it may be it's, it's important dude it really it's more important than if you're going to be a full-time trader at least right if you're going to be a full-time trader if you're going to do this to make you know money every day i i definitely think people need to learn both sides. have to and and you have you know people pushing the narratives and shit like that but it's like um you know you're going to get to a point in your career where you just kind of realize what's going on and you kind of understand how people operate. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's another, like I said, man, I say this all the fucking time why I push the psychology thing so much because it's, it, it's so important, man. Like it is, it's so important. I know how all these people operate, bro. All these oh people, yeah. Traders, all yeah. These, like I, I know how they all work, you know? And it's just yep. like, whether you're on the same side and then flip, or maybe you missed the, the front side and then you feel like, you, there's money to be made where there's volume and range. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how it got there. It doesn't matter how the volume or range got there. There's money to be made if it's there. Um, yeah. We're, we're yeah. trying to like, Teddy and I talked about this last time. Like we're trying to like flip that narrative of like, okay, just follow what the biggest dude on Twitter is <laughs> calling. And we're trying to shift that to like, you need to take the time to actually learn. Like you yep. need to yeah. like really dedicate yourself because if you think one that you're going to get rich off that and two, you're going to sustain that long term. Like, I think we're already seeing that, like that switch yep. get flipped of people are really like starting to pick up on what's going on and people really want to learn because they've either been screwed or they, they kind of see that, that, that narrative shifting. Well, it helps that you have people like us who are really accelerating that shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, calling shit like, out sometimes yeah i mean quite quite a bit um i agree hold on i gotta plug these in this no, is on me no worries man i'll just cut yeah it. i actually i just made a I, oh good sorry no you i was good? just gonna say i'll cut this here and then you can continue okay um i was, I was just gonna say you know I, I made a youtube video uh and i posted it a couple days ago and in the end i was telling people you know there's no longevity and just chasing what somebody else is doing 
you know, you, you have to, you, you might, I mean, don't get me wrong. I make money off it too. Right. But I know what I'm doing and I don't need that. You know, like what if your favorite food just fucking disappeared uh, mm-hmm. or, or die? Like, and they are disappearing. Die. You know what I'm saying? Like people die, bro. Like, what if you just, what if they die? I don't want to wish them to die or anything. What if they died? What if they got fucking locked up? What if they're spending their food or money, get a DUI, go to jail or some shit, you know, like what are you going to do? Because here's the thing is you have people that chase like a specific furu, you know what I mean? What if that guy goes on vacation? You're just not making money the whole time this guy's busy banging his wife on the beach? Like, <laughs> you don't got rent this month, apparently. You're like, yeah. dang, well, that is not there. I guess I'll go scout this other furu. Like, you're not making as much money. There's, it's like, why? When yeah. you literally can do so many. See, you guys have it good, too, the way you, you guys are playing large caps and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that honestly it's a, is unpumpable. I gotta cut you guys off real quick. Banging on the beach is the worst thing ever. Just so everybody knows, <laughs> sand gets is it really? I've yeah, never dude, done. I'm a, I'm oh, sand in your ass and sandy shit, oh, dude. If you dude. don't got like the best, you need to have a massive <laughs> ass blanket, and then you have. So to this is why not- you go to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a beach where you live. Bro, oh you also God. gotta like have a big thing to where you're not even stepping on it with your feet because your feet will get sand on it and then you'll step on that with your like bare feet and then your bare feet will get it near where you're trying to, you know, do the deed and then you'll like get Bro, it. Bro, I hate knees. the sand. I like the beach, but the sand, like. Yeah, Fuck I'm not a big sand. fan of the sand. No. I, I hadn't been to a beach until this year but when I went and met Herb and Mikey in Miami. Uh, Ooh, that was first. That sounds fun. That was a fair. Yo, Miami sucks though. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like, it's Where'd cool. Don't go? get me wrong. I really like it. I really like it. Miami's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm kind of claustrophobic. Oh yeah, me too. Fuck- so for people like me, bro, it was. And I went at the wrong time of year, but it was so fucking hot. Like, you go dude, South Beach? Um. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. South Beach is the one that used to be a nude beach that isn't anymore, right? I'm not sure, but I know. No I idea. South Beach is always fucking packed. If you go North Beach, it's a little better. We went to every beach. But it's still, <laughs> it's still like a little bit like not as cool as you think. I'm not a yeah, fan I, of cities. Really, it, for me, it was super nice to see Herb and Mikey, and it was super nice to drive the crazy cars and shit like that. And the food was great. I, I'm going to be honest. The food was great. But I'm just not like a big fan of a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, I'm more of a like so, Wyoming in a cabin kind of guy, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think it would have been cool, cooler like around this time of year too, where it's not hot as shit. I feel like I literally still have the sunburn from where I fucking went. Like <laughs> it was, dude, I got burnt so bad, man. I but it was, you, man. but it was cool meeting them, banging on a beach, dude. I, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. It's not ideal. Sand on your wiener is not not what you want, man. Long story know. short, guys, you know, just Sand learn on how your to wiener. learn how to. <laughs> I was gonna say, just learn how to trade on your own. Uh, <laughs> In summary, <laughs> don't have to rely on the fool who's banging his wife on the beach, who gets sand on his wiener, and then gets mad, and then gets a cut on his wiener, and has to go to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Long story short, bro. No, nah, but even even shorting, you know, you guys are playing large caps where. You know, one person can't just come in and, you know, except Elon. Move, a, move a stock crack, except Elon. Yeah, except that guy, fucking Powell. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot more followers on Twitter now. And there's a lot of people that are following the Discord. And uh, even yeah. if they don't say it, it's it's quite obvious in the tape when I might short something and it's not a high day blowout. It's just a continuation play where they'll come in and they'll start propping bids and getting long and 
you know, all their followers come in, which is fine because it usually creates a really nice opportunity whenever they do exit. But um, it's just another, it's like, it's just another thing that you have to learn how to maneuver around. Whereas I feel like you guys playing large caps, you don't really have to worry about that too much, right? Yeah. Like you can, you can get short something and it's not yeah. like, it's not like, much, yeah. yeah. Which See, is I, cool to me. I kind Nobody of can fuck with the bid yeah. ass. Nobody can do nothing really. I mean, mm-hmm. unless it's something crazy like yeah, like a like a meeting like today or yeah, Powell yeah. or people or don't. I'm like a big time scalper, so like I scalp. Uh-huh. I'll scalp pennies in the morning. Like I scalped BTCS or whatever it is this morning. Mm-hmm. Like I was I live trade and we we all were scalping that. But uh, yeah, I've really loved mid and large caps because i'm a big time technical trader and like i don't gotta worry about like you said some dude on twitter affecting my what i'm seeing because like i've said this before with pennies you can have a perfect technical setup it takes one tweet and you're destroyed i mean (laughs) and there's nothing you can do about it knife yep it'll be they'll they'll have something i mean people keep shit up their sleeve they know if they they'll like put stuff on discord and then they'll know they got the tweet in their back pocket in case they're not getting enough profit to where they can get out or they don't Mm -hmm. got enough buyers that kind of thing and then all of a sudden you'll see all the tweets roll in and boom everybody's out and it's knifing and then it it even gets more intricate where you have you know big fruits who are supposed to be long that you know Mm -hmm. are creating liquidity getting short and then all those longs that end up on the wrong side are like continuing that move down you know what i mean yeah Uh, yeah there's just so much fuckery and and need to know where everybody is need to know what's going on all the time in small caps or i feel those large cats you know you don't have to worry as much about that kind of shit which is pretty cool especially if you're a technical trader like if you're if you're big into ta dude like before i got into options um it would be pretty frustrating like i would technically see something or technically call something out and like i said one tweet and that just everything goes to shit and honestly there's nothing you can do about it um, yeah there's really all, there's really not other than figure out how to maneuver around it and you know, like kind of get an idea of where people are yeah you know gonna exit and yeah stuff like that no aside from the um intraday you know block tops or pumps or stuff like that i really think it's important that people um you know if you're if you're shorting get familiar with those kind of, those multi-day kind of plays where it's like the bigger picture kind of play where it might not might not come in the day the stock's running it might not come in the second day after the stock's running or even the third day um a good example of this guys would be sopa right but once it came fuck me it came and cntx is another one i think it was uh where you know we had a really great short squeeze um and then you know stock went from 1087 to new 52 week lows today actually at 245 um, I'm not saying that you have to swing these, but you know, you start getting names like Sopa that randomly pop or randomly have these really nice pops uh, on any given day. And man, those are really nice scalps. Those are really nice opportunities to make a little bit of money. And if it was after an, a huge move like Sopa had or even CNTX, a lot of times, hey, that might be an entry for you to get in, scalp some profit, and then hold some um, for you know a multi-day swing or something like that. I have, I have a question. Quick, I wanted to ask this and I forgot. I actually have two really quick questions. Um, the first one is, what a like, 
outside of the Discord you're in, real ones, um, mm-hmm. if people want to learn about shorting, do you have any like suggestions? Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you guys, man. I'm I really like Nathan McCod. I don't mm-hmm. really know where we stand as far as like our, relas- guy, our relationship, but he's I like Nathan a lot, and I'd be lying if I told you that he hasn't helped me. Um, better my process obviously i wasn't any it wasn't my first rodeo or anything but like nathan has really helped me as far as like the bigger picture you know what i mean like getting that bigger picture idea it helped me with the psychology which is something i was really big on like understanding why things are doing certain things in different areas um and so i mean my first recommendation to anyone is definitely going to be uh nathan you know what i mean and so, you know, there's obviously the Fintwit crap where there's like Nathan and then there's like, you know, the longs and like they have beef or whatever. And then there's this and I'm just kind of in the middle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doing your thing. Because yeah. so, like, I, I like some of the people on this side and, and obviously I like Nathan and I like, and I like you know, Divided Champ and Amp and all the people on this side, which makes these people mad. But then they see me cool with these people and it makes them mad. So it's like. I don't know really where we stand, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like Nathan is a fucking fantastic guy, like bro, an amazing fucking trader. That guy is insane. And yeah. I have definitely learned a lot from him. Every time I've messaged him, he's he just messaged me back. Like, you know, he he's like me. If if I have a trade, I fucking post it on Twitter for people, you know, he's the same way. Uh room's a little bit expensive, you know. I'm not gonna lie, it is expensive. But if you're looking for a place that gives legitimate ex- like education and is keeping shit real. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for Nathan on that front, you know. I know yeah. this is gonna piss some of my friends off that are, you know that are on the opposite opposing field, but the way I see it is like I got my own team, you know what I mean? Like I'm in real ones, that's my team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. like I'm not really choosing sides because I'm a trader, man. I play both sides. I got a lot of respect for the people on this side long, and they've made me a lot of money, and they've been a huge inspiration uh, to me in my career. And then I've made a lot of money over here short, and they've been a huge inspiration and have helped me in my career. So it's like I, I'm not going to sit here and hate on either side. Uh, but as far as the short the short side of things, bro, 100 fucking percent, the first person I'd even think about going to is Nathan. You know, yeah, Because man. you have a community of, of so many people, too. It's not just Nate. You know, you have a community of so many amazing traders in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, is like, I feel like a lot of us need to adopt the mindset as in being on the side of making money. Like I'm on the side for you to make money. Fizz, I want you to make money. I want, you know, Ant to make money. I want myself to make money. I want all the people that follow me to make money. If that's short, that's short. If that's long, that's long. If that's, you know, doing a straddle and making both money, like both sides, it is what it is, whatever it is, make money. However it is. I don't give a single fuck. I don't mm-hmm. care about sides. I don't care about bearable. I don't care about any of that. Make money. And I don't, I, I'll be happy for you either way. Yeah. Exactly. And I know that, you know, in order for us to make money, somebody's got to lose, you know what I mean? But um, I think that just everybody's entitled to have their own opinion, their own ideas, you know what I mean? And I'm just going to rock with mine and go from there. Like I don't win all the fucking time. I lose too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to hate on either side. Like I, Definitely, that de- definitely investors on the ground. Like I said, it's a little bit expensive. Um, I thought thought about talking to dude and seeing if I could like get a code or something and maybe like, you know, some kind of discount for mm-hmm. people or something. Because there's a lot of people that I know that I want to join too. Um, but that that's that that would be my first stop. You know what I mean? To be honest, outside of that, a lot of people underestimate how much they can learn just by looking at somebody's fucking chart. You know what I mean? YouTube's and, your best friend. Like YouTube is that I mean, too, bro. It's Big your facts. best friend. 
YouTube's Makes got sense. some good ass videos out there nowadays. And this video, this is a good video. You're gonna get some <laughs> shit from this video. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah um, you're definitely right. YouTube is YouTube is another I thought, you know, we were talking about as far as like insider community, but yeah, you're totally right. Like you there's so much so much on YouTube, man. The internet has completely changed everything. I mean, there's not really a single thing I can think of that you wouldn't be able to how to learn how to do just by going on Google or YouTube. You know yeah. what I mean? For real. I uh the other thing I wanted to ask real quick is um I get this question all the time and like I like to ask the guest. Um, people always will say to me, like, listen, eight out of 10 times I'm right, whether I'm taking a position, like I'll take a position and I'll be green. But due to my account size, say I'm up 15%, I'm not up uh, a large dollar amount. Um, and I'll get the question all the time of like, okay, I'm up, but I need to hold longer to make any substantial amount of money. Um, and I always tell people, I'm like, listen, if you, these base hits like Teddy and I talk about these add up. What they would really your do. what would your advice be to somebody that just continuously is right a lot of the time, but instead of taking they're not that, locking in gains, they're not locking in gains, and they're ended up break even or losing money. Like what Let would your advice you be? Something. Let me tell you guys something. I made five hundred k in twenty twenty one from base hits, right? Maybe, I mean, maybe a fat chunk of that came from larger moves. But even if I held for the larger move, it wasn't a big size position. You know what I mean? But the other thing that people need to realize is like, bro, if you have a 5K account, don't expect to make 10, 15K a fucking day. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are levels to this shit. You know what I mean? And that is so fucking true. You just have to go with the process. I did, you know, like when I came in it, uh, and, and I feel like I, I'm glad I had the mindset I did of just wanting to make a couple extra hundred bucks here and there and, until that changed, you know. Uh, but you know, it fucking, it really does. It really does add up guys. If you have a $20,000 account even, you know, and you're, you can't even, you know, you're still on cash account uh, and you're making a hundred bucks a day. I mean, you're talking two grand a month. That's a, that's, you know what I'm saying? So you take that two grand, right? You do that for, you know, three more months or something like that, you know? So what, two, four, six, you're sitting at 26 K. Now you have a lot more flexibility. You know what I mean? You can trade a little more. You're open to more opportunities. So let's say you're making, I don't know, 400, 400 bucks, 500 bucks a day or something like that. Let's say a rough average of, I don't know, 350. Let's say you're very consistent, but you have losses in there too. So let's say 350. So 350 times an average of 20, you're making seven G's a month, bro. Like it's Twitter, dude. Twitter's given this false reality of people. People have this like misunderstanding that that money is going to come from one trade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. It comes from a fuckload of trades. You don't have to make 350 on one trade. You can make four or five trades and make that 350. Just make sure you're not just throwing money around. Take the setups that, that you yeah. are familiar with that makes sense. If the, It has to make sense. There has to be a risk. You have to have some kind of target, but it has to make sense. You know, If this thing just flushed under VWAP on heavy fucking volume, why the fuck would you? Like, don't buy. You know what I mean? Bro, here's the here's the kicker too is is I always talk about compounding accounts. The thing in the like if you're going to compound like 1%, if you get that 1% a day, you're going to compound yep. that in a year. Like that's going to be Huge. a lot of money. Don't get me wrrong, that's going to be a lot of money, but also your learning is going to be so compounded as well. Your exactly. mind is going to be so compounded that yep. 1% is going to look like a fucking blip in the fucking yep. radar for you. You Need can that get foundation. 4% by then. 
Yep. You can get five percent by then. You can do whatever, like whatever your mind has gotten to by that point. After a year of doing the same exact thing, or six months of doing the same exact thing, two years of doing the same thing, doesn't matter. Your mind is going to grow to an amount where you don't even understand how much better you're going to be in a year, six months from now. It's, and that's it's, like a fucking really good thing to that to point out because like now, I've been excuse me training for two years, one full year full time, right? It's like a year and a half, but it's like, now I'm like, okay, I made 500 K basically off base hits up until like the end of the year where I was letting some shit ride. And, and even still, I wasn't making more money doing that, but now it's like, now I'm shifting into this bigger picture idea kind of thing. Um, I'm still taking my base hits. Like when I take these trades, look at, look at, go to like, if people go to my Twitter and look, look at my charts that I'm posting, I'm still scaling out on what would be a base hit and just letting some ride. But it's like yeah. now, now that I'm growing mentally, like you're talking about now I'm looking for like, okay, could there be a bigger picture here? Maybe I should hold some, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but I'm always locking some in bro. Always. It always kinda, starts with always. base hits too. People learn base mm -hmm. hits before they learn, um, to, to hold some, which I know a lot of people who are um, getting to that stage where it's finally like, well, I mean, I've noticed a lot of my setups are working longer term. A lot of my setups are working yep. instead of, that 10 minutes I would have taken that trade. Now I could go a few hours down the line and I would have made a lot more. It's like, all right, well now you can start holding a few at the yep. end, like yep. take that little bit of profit and then hold some, let it ride. But people don't have that mental capacity, patience, discipline, it's or so mental. like you said, the experience of actually seeing how things move to know yeah. what it'll do, you know, and, or the Dude. flexibility. Cause a lot of times like think bro, shit's moving way different than it was from last year. You know what I mean? And people yeah. see something and they might hold on to it way too long. Like you have to be ready to notice something very quick and 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 be on top of it, bro. Flip flip that fucking bias. Flip that like if something if things were popping and fading for three days, cool. Rock that shit until you can't, and then fucking find out what the new thing is. You know what I mean? The undefeated strategy too. Like if you're up and you scale and then you adjust your stop loss to break even, you win. Like you win no matter what, unless you're Antonio Acosta. Who says no, just remove no. your stop loss? <laughs> that dude. I mean, I have no problem calling no, that dude no, out. Dude. But that, no, that's hundred percent. That's what I do. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna keep it. Real. It's a win-win. Like, and, and I t and I tell my followers too. And, unless I'm you know trying to make a swing work or something, or I'm working my way into a swing. It's a little different. But uh, intraday, like all these trades I'm taking, all these day trades I'm taking with size and shit like that. Once it moves in my favor or moves down in my favor, whatever side I'm on, uh, and I've locked some in immediately stop you know uh is around around or at break even you know yeah. what i mean sometimes i won't even let it get to break even if i if i know like if i see something in the tape or if i see something like volume fight or if there's like i don't know fucking pr drops or something something that would make me want to stop out um then i won't even wait for break even but dude once i'm in the money dude I, i'm yep. keeping that money you know i'm taking all my money day and fucking going 100 percent because people man like i said people people that are throwing money around without some real process uh, eighth just got granted uh, uh but once once people are you know just throwing money around there's no real process there's no real plan they don't know what their fucking stop is anyway so <laughs> you know it just starts going against them there is there is no plan like i don't know yeah, yeah. De definitely definitely a good uh, a good like rule of thumb i think is is you know once it fucking goes in your favor a good i'm talking a good leg you know where it's like let's say you're getting in a higher low and you get that next leg. I mean, if you're going to continue in trend anyway, and you got in on the dip, you don't want it going below that. You know what I mean? 
your break mm-hmm. pivots at that point. So it's yeah. like, why not have your stop at break even, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I think like all this stuff that you've said is going to be crazy, crazy helpful to everyone who's looking to, you know, try to get into shorting. Cause a lot of people start long and then start to realize there's a lot of money to be made short side. So I think everything you've said here is absolutely. Uh, I, I hope it helps, man. You know, I, I'll be honest, everything is very case by case, you know, with the market. And so I think that's why, you know, people being in a room like you guys have or people being in a room like we have, where it's like people get to see that case by case and how we reacted or how we traded it at any given point in time. That's what is really going to help people because it's like nothing is identically like perfectly the same. You know, there might be things that are very, very similar and you can trade them the same, but yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to explain things to a T because everything really is case by case. I, you know, it's, it can't just like say something and then somebody goes and does it on the wrong kind of setup, but they didn't know it was the wrong kind of setup because, oh, well, it was this. But like maybe it was something that worked better on 12 mil volume, but the play had 60. Or, you know, maybe they thought it was a blow off top, but really, you know, there wasn't even an exchange or it didn't even come into a key level or it wasn't full para yet. You know, it was just. I don't know. There's, there's so many different things. Maybe maybe the play had fucking news with Apple, you know, like and, yeah. and, and it's, so it's just gonna move different. Like I don't know. Maybe Elon Musk fucking said he likes the stock. Like you just never know, you know. Yeah. It's just it's really case by case, and there's so many sure. factors. But I think the best way to learn is definitely the screen time. And if there's somebody that's doing it already, if there's I mean anything in life, if there's somebody that's doing what you want to do take notes bro watch what they're fucking don't be doing afraid to there. ask questions either yeah if they're accessible ask questions you know i tell people sure. i'm accessible i bro i had so many people that message me now that i feel bad i can't get back to people um like right away but i do bro i, I eventually like whether it takes a day or or you know takes uh till after hours i message people back and i try and help them because um i don't know bro i if, i think if you give more you get more you know what i mean for sure um, just whether you know it's karma or just i don't know man i just you do you never, I, think, I think it's true man energy you put out is energy mm-hmm. you get in i feel like yeah um, it's definitely real it's definitely and that's just 100%. contagious man that's just spreads it's like you never know the impact you're gonna have on one person and they and they might run with that and then they'll impact another person and, and if there's any way to really change the world or at least the community that we're in or help people it's definitely mm-hmm. by giving back yeah, I mean, I I was talking to I was giving Mikey props on uh, on voice earlier this morning. I don't remember when it was pre market, I think. And this goes for you and everyone else who's in voice, man. You guys have such a positive energy on on uh, real ones. I hop in there, you know, maybe maybe for an hour a day or you know maybe a couple times a week. I hop in there and you guys have huh. such positive energy. It boosts me like it literally does. That's Sometimes awesome, I'll. Man. I'll hop in and I'll be like, wow, man, these people like the, the vibe you guys have, the stuff you guys talk about, the way that Mikey's always constantly laughing at everything is amazing. <laughs> so like, I just, I just get kind of a, kind of a mood boost from, from being in yeah. that chat for a few minutes, just listening to you guys. It's awesome. I appreciate that, man. I'm glad. And I hope everybody else feels like that, you know, like, um, who knows how big it's going to get. I personally like where we're at right now. I feel like you know, the bigger we get, the more eyes we get on us. And it's just, you start having a lot more bullshit that's coming in, whether it's drama or, you know, people trying to stop plays. Uh, but um, I like it, man. I, I like that I can still be pretty accessible to all the people asking questions and we can do things and enjoy it with, you know, uh, we did change. We did. I think, I think we all decided we're going to, uh, instead of doing voice all day, we're going to start 
doing it in pre-market and then the first hour of open or first hour and a half of open since that's when we make most of our money because after that we're pretty much just sitting there you know in a market like we're in right now yeah um, if things if things get crazy and start going crack we'll we'll be in there all day but yeah man pre-market in the first hour or two open and then we'll move along it's been fun though man i fucking lo- i love those guys bro My- mikey is so he's such a character dude his pokemon he, is hilarious whenever when people bring up pokemon or something he's always you, met, you got pokemon <laughs> you getting a pokemon you had a pokemon it's so funny bro i fucking love that dude bro it's funny we got to miami and it was like uh you know we thought we had this dope ass place and it ended up just being like a place with one bed in the room <laughs> it's me mikey and her and I, I was like, honestly, Herb, like, because Mikey got there late. I was like, honestly, Herb, I don't care, bro. We can share the bed if you want. Like, we can make like a pillow barrier or whatever. And uh, Herb, was, <laughs> Herb was like, oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think I'll just sleep on the couch. Mikey got in there. He was like, fuck yeah, bro. We'll share a bed. He's so funny, man. He's such like a kind soul, too. You can just tell from his voice mm-hmm. that he's so like just nice yep. as fuck. He's he's super like humble, man. It just you know you can tell he's super grateful for everything he has. He's definitely been through some bullshit too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and I respect him a lot for it because a lot of people, man, they go down that route and they don't find a way out or they don't care to find a way out and they just keep going down that path and uh, it, that play it only leads one way. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's cool to see sure. people that that made it out and can sp- spread the love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, well, we want to uh, we want to thank you a ton for coming on here. Um, that nah, kind of just wraps sure. up what we were talking about. But thanks so much, man, for all the info you you spout and gave everyone kind of a good good overview of shorting and your strategy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. I really like what you guys are got going on, what you guys are doing. There's definitely been a couple of people who've asked me, and I uh, kind of just give them the. I feel bad to give them the cold shoulder, but I, I really I really do genuinely like you guys and what you stand Same. for and what you guys are doing, man. It's much yeah. love. We'll have to uh, carry Teddy and Valorant at some point. <laughs> we'll give at him a, uh, we'll give him an unplugged controller. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably best off, man. I'll think you can, you can play for me and I'll think I'm like absolutely killing. It. I'll be like, dude, look at what I'm doing, bro. And everybody's <laughs> like, holy shit. He's a monster. <laughs> That's well, I'll leave you guys to it, man. Much love. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks, we, we appreciate you and we respect you a ton as well. Right back at you. Thanks, man. Yeah, so I was uh, we were I was just in a stream for my Discord talking about um there was a a relatively new person in my group and he was killing it today, like absolutely crushing it. He was like I don't even know what he was, like six for seven on trades before Ooh. like noon and I'm like, dude, that's that's incredible, but um I would probably just, you know, take a step back. You don't need to you don't need to keep going, especially with that FOMC shit we had going on today. And um, he's like, and then he sent me a sent me something in chat. He's like, to be on or or um, just be honest, like I'm fifty dollars away from my goal. Um, what would you do? And I'm like, well, I'd pack that shit up. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if you're six for seven, like get up and walk away. Only take something if it's like a plus plus to you, like mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, yeah, you're right. Um, I get a message like 10 minutes later. He's like, oh, just hit my goal. He's like, oh, just made 50 bucks. Hit my goal. I'm like, dude, that's that's great. Now, really, like, stop. <laughs> um, and then he me- and then he sends me a message like an hour, two hours before close. He's like, well, he actually sent it to the whole group and was like, listen, learn from this. He's like, 
I just YOLO'd something and literally lost everything I made. He was like eight, he was like eight for nine today on trades, and then in one with one trade, yep. one YOLO spy call or put, I think he took. He literally lost everything in minutes, and he even sent it to the group. He's like, "This is a great example. Like, learn from my stupidity." He's like, and then ten minutes later or five minutes later, he's like, "Well, I just made it all back, but again, <laughs> this is th- this is stupid. Like, this is no way to to do it." He's like, "Learn from what I just did and everything." And I'm like, "That's a great like message to send." Um, yeah, and that's something great to talk about too. Is like, guys, if you're if you set a goal, but you're like four for five, three for four in the day, I I go into each day, I'm like two to three trade good trades, and I'm good. Like if yeah, I hit my daily exactly. goal, great. If I, I try to hit my goal, but I don't like force the goal. If I make two I was, to three solid trades, I'm good. I, yeah, man, that was my exact day today. Is it was a rough, choppy day. We're filming this on Wednesday, so if you guys, you guys will probably remember Wednesday when it comes to Saturday. It's the day where spy went down two percent. Um, we in my group literally. I made three trades today. All three were green and I was just like, I'm packing it up. Like I, I can't, like I was focused and I didn't, I t- didn't take a trade for about an hour and a half into the day. I took one trade, waited another 30 minutes, took a second trade. And then my third trade came during power hour. And I was sitting there all day looking for a, for a damn trade to like make that third trade. And I sat there and I sat there for an hour and then it became two hours and then it became two and a half hours. Yeah. I hit that third trade. And I said, dude, I don't think I can find another one that's as, that's going to get me a fourth trade. That's good. Four for four would be amazing, but I'm not going to try for it. I'm just going to sit here with three for three. I think my my P&L on the day was plus 0.7%, which everyone knows I tweet 1% a day 1%, more yeah. than I tweet anything else ever. Um, yeah. So that 1% a day, I didn't hit it, but I, I got close and I wasn't willing to like give up that 0.7%. But um, I have a similar story, man. I have a person... Um, that i mentor that they kind of just have like that yolo wall street bets mentality and Mm -hmm. i've been kind of just talking to them like a little bit here and there just like hey man i don't know if i agree with what you're doing um i'm not going to tell you not to um because i'm not your your parent i'm not you you decide what you want to do with your money but they had um one day trade left on their their margin account and they put them all into put like i think they said it was like 25 30 percent of their account into spy calls and they're like right at open and then spy you know tanked just yeah. tanked and i kept saying like hey maybe you should you know let that stop loss hit and call it quits oh what if it bounces back later in the day what if it bounces back spy so unpredictable what if it bounces back um that's something that i i know happens but also don't hold a, a stock or a, an option i mean throughout a full day when your expiry is that week yeah. people oh, my cat's gonna knock my shit over <laughs> Yeah, no, people, uh, I don't know, people fail to realize the the power of the things we preach that, like, people can, you can say, like, yeah, it's annoying, we talk about um, 1% a day, like, you talk about 1% a day, or I preach two to three solid trades a day, or if you hit your goal, that's it, Um I know Austin Austin edits our audio and he's going to be listening to this and like we're good friends with Austin and Austin's been killing it. Um yeah. For this year, we, me and him talk we're like, "Listen, I know you have all the tools and I know you're every single day getting better as a trader. Um the goal the the thing for you this year is don't overtrade, don't give it back because I I would see oh, Austin's killing it. Oh, Austin's giving it back. Well, now this year Austin's killing it. 
Austin's not giving it back. Um, somebody, I saw somebody tweet this and credit to whoever tweeted this because it's kind of genius. Um, they said they give themselves one, singles and doubles. Tweeted that singles. No, and, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, fuck, wrong person. It was someone that Booch. I, I know what you're talking about. It was Go like ahead. the one trade a day. He gives gives himself one yep. trade. If it's green, he allows himself another trade. If that trade's green. He takes. He'll allow himself one more, and that's it. No matter green or red. If he takes his first trade and it's red, he only allows himself one more trade to try to make that back. Even if that second trade's green, he's done. Um, and I think it's if the, his first trade's green and his second trade is uh, red, I think that's it for him, or something yeah. along those lines. He said he cuts the second trade to half the size. So his first yeah, trade that's if what it's it is. green, he cuts the second trade half the size. So if you're trading with, you know, a thousand dollars, the second trade would be five hundred bucks. Yep. And that's which, genius. That makes so much sense. I think he said if he wins that one, then he goes down to two hundred and fifty and gives himself another yeah, trade. I forget which, who tweeted that. I know. We need it to wasn't shut somebody him out. I followed. Um shit. I don't I don't know. I don't know Man. who it was. I know I have the picture of his I don't know. We'll figure it out and yeah. we'll like we'll shout you out. But that was a super good, uh, super. It's just it, it attests to the idea of less trades during a day can be better. Because I sat in front of my screen for six hours today and took three trades, and they yeah. were probably a combined twenty five minutes, like the trades in general. So that's what five and a half hours of sitting, looking, watching, um, yeah, just talking through. Does this setup look good? Does this other setup look good? Does this setup look horrible? Like just talking through in my mind, talking through with people. Um, so yeah, don't overtrade. Overtrading is one of the biggest killers of beginner no, trade. Don't overtrade and do not like think, oh shit, I have to start trading right when the bell hits. I said this today. I I do live streams for my group every every day during after the bell closes, and I'm like, listen, some days that shit's gonna be out jumping out of the screen to you, right at open. Some days it's gonna take until two o'clock for something to. Yeah. to uh, formulate a good example of that is F this week two days in a row yesterday and the day before intraday flags started forming around noon one o'clock um, mm-hmm. there was potential to play it at open and then you wait stay patient those flags are forming okay those are a plus setups um, and both days they they panned out very well so sometimes it's gonna it's gonna all just depend like sometimes it's it's gonna take a while until something jumps out of the screen at you that's why I like to yeah. wait out the first 30 minutes. It's so choppy. There's no clear I direction. I do that every time too, man. Yeah, it's so, so choppy. The thing I say with that is if you want to play the open, play small because it the volatility is so high that that small position, if you're right, is going to yield you a big return due to the volatility. It, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think Bullshark t- touched on that too um, about position sizing. So, Man, dude, I love how we're like so similar with our style it makes yeah. this podcast so much fucking better dude i think i think the waiting the 30 minutes at the beginning of the the day is crucial yeah, for important. new traders there's so much chop in that first 30 minutes it's you know bam boner bam you know knife bam boner it's, bam knife it's a coin flip essentially on a lot of things yeah and but. i mean even volume at that point can't really tell you much because you don't know when the volume is going to get hammered in the other direction at open at 30 minutes afterwards, yeah. you can tell the volume flow much, much better. It's so much easier. Yeah. I just, 100%. I can't preach enough. Just, just take less trades. If the market is not giving you trades, take more trades. If the market is giving you more trades, um, yeah. relax for the first 30 minutes, just watch, see how things are playing out. 
um, have a stop loss in place, that kind of stuff. That's just me and you always talk about this. And I'm starting to see a lot of people turn the corner, a lot of people that yeah. were mentoring turning the corner, but it takes months and months and months of this practice to, to finally um, be at a place where you can even see the corner that you're trying to turn. So it's, it's one yeah. of those things where it will pay off in the long term, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough with, with options, too. When you, uh, I mean, you can be up 30% and down 30% in the same five-minute candle. So it's tough. Like, yep. you also have to cut something that goes against you right away. Like, there's yep, no holding know. options. Like you said earlier, oh, somebody was holding it and hoping. You can't. I mean, you'll, you, you'll, your account will get destroyed. Opium's um, a drug, baby. Yeah, exactly. If you take something, it goes against you, you cut it, and then it bounces back. Oh, well. I mean, move on because that's just going to happen. Sometimes you'll get faked out, and but at least you took a small loss. Um, yeah, I would much rather take a small loss when the pattern dies yeah. than I would take a big loss because I was, oh, it's going to come back. Here's the thing with, with option trading. You have to have a distinct pattern and a distinct plan to execute that pattern. And then yeah. if that pattern does not work, you have to be fucking gone by then you have to be absolutely out of the room by then yeah you have to be away from your computer done for the day if if your pattern does not work say you're trading a bull flag and your starter comes at the top of a of a five minute candle um and then you're you're saying okay i'm going to average down in this five minute candle it has room you know this this few percentage down so then you average down you average down again and then all of a sudden it breaks that lower trend line of the flag mm -hmm. and then it confirms by finding that as resistance um it bounces back up and then you know can't get above the bottom of that bear or bull flag get the fuck out get yeah. out that's yeah. all it needs to be is get out and then take if it's if it's a 10 percent loss it's a 10 percent. if it's a 20 percent loss that's better than the 40 percent it's going to be when it breaks downwards from that flag if the pattern doesn't work out get out that's why too like i preach to my group is like like I will set out, send out uh, a options watch list with levels marked. Like you, those should be marked. The those shouldn't be be marked the night before. You yep. so or you after pre market exactly. You don't want to go in and start winging shit and be like, oh well, what's the level? I didn't mark it. I'm just gonna guess. Um, you also have to have that ability to if something makes a low pre market. You have to mark that pre-market low because that yep. can then turn into a trigger. Sometimes the triggers are met pre-market and then there's new triggers. If something breaks above a trigger and pulls back, but that happens in pre-market, that new trigger is the pre-market high. It's you, if you don't have a grasp on TA, it's going to be very hard to do well with options. Dude, I have a perfect trade to go over later since we're going to do trade reviews. I have the best trade for what you just said that I'm going to go over later on about Twitter. Mm -hmm. But dude, for now, I got to show you this, this shit. Look at this. Oh, what is that? So, okay. This is the crown jewel beer of Iowa. If you're from Iowa or in the midst of one of those you know $18 a can beers, uh, <laughs> no, it's like 11 bucks for four of them. But this is, this is the same brand. Remember that one that I had that was like oh, eight bucks a can? Yeah. 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 This yeah. is that same brand. So it's toppling. Goliath. Dude, I love that can. It's called Pseudo Sue after the the dinosaur at the Chicago. Her name is Sue or something. Mm -hmm. So this is the can. It's a it's a pale ale, but this is like everyone in Iowa thinks that this is the best beer of all time. And I'm not gonna lie, man. It's like it's top five on mine for sure. It's so good. It's is like, it like a is it flavored? Um. So it's it's a pale ale. It's like oh, like an IPA, lighter, but it's a little bit really muted. Yeah. yeah it's like not um that's what i have not bitter at all pale ale Ooh, 
Ooh, how's that? That's a hazy too. Yeah, this is like a mix of battery acid and Clorox, but I still drink it because it's like <laughs> it's like eight percent. It's but I still drink it because it's like eight percent, dude. <laughs> It says it says to pair with it white cheddar grilled salmon or strawberry shortcake. I don't know what that means, but I mean it absolutely tastes horrific. It's like it should be paired with an Xbox. It controller. tastes so bad, but I honestly bought it because of the can. Like that's why I buy almost everything. Dude, I can't get over that. It tastes like it's, it's dude, it really does. It's so horrible. Oh, fuck, but I still dude. drink it. <laughs> uh, so before this, my fir- my favorite pale ale was Sierra Nevada or Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Nevada yeah. you said it. This one I think is better. So this is definitely on the. It's on my top few beers. I got three of them left, so I'm probably gonna smash them out. Yeah, those are horrible. My lord, dude, we gotta get you something better than fuck. It w- honestly, it was like the last thing I had. It'll just get you fucked up quick though. Eight percent. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, you're feeling could, juiced up energizer bunny i could that? run my car on that to be honest with you. <laughs> straight moonshine oh in a my can lord it's horrible <laughs> have you ever had moonshine bro mm-hmm. yeah i had moonshine one time and like i thought i saw demons when i took a shot oh, like i was literally just like up. i had to one shake shot my body your, yeah. yeah yeah that's like, like the I closest took... thing to a fucking <laughs> experiment <laughs> Yeah, bro, you're talking about ethanol that they fucking uh, run out of those gas stations, man. That has to be like part moonshine. It tastes exactly like straight gas. Yeah, dude, that thing would blow up like that. I mean, yeah, moonshine. Bro, I I cannot. I know that my friend had like apple pie moonshine that he was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. So I was gonna try it. But yeah, they 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 like they like name them some crazy flavors like strawberry shortcake. It doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, it like I don't know where like... you're getting that flavor from because it doesn't <laughs> taste like that. <laughs> Bro, weed is like that too, where they'll be like, yeah, dude. they'll call it like cotton candy, and then all of a sudden it'll yeah. straight up just be fucking like pepper in the back of my throat. Yep. But yep, do you smoke much? Um, not anymore. I honestly used to smoke all the time. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it would fuck with my anxiety. Like I don't. I'm not normally an anxious person, but I don't know. Sometimes it would it would make me anxious, and I don't know. I just didn't yeah. like that feeling. I don't smoke anymore because of that exact same reason. I used to smoke every day for like probably like a year, and then yeah, it made me more anxious. But I'll do edibles here and there. I dude, I took a break from all weed for like probably like oh, two I have a years. horrible edible story. Oh, have I told you? Wait, you have a horrible? No, I said I do, but you have one. Oh no, I'm about. To, I was about to go into my horrible edible. Yeah, story. go you ahead go and I'll, no, no, you go first. Oh fuck. Okay, so, um, this was so I I'd, I'd been smoking for like a year, so I thought like my my tolerance was high or whatever, mm-hmm. which edible and smoking a completely different thing, so it shouldn't even. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, I'm gonna go into this. This was after that like full year of smoking. I was ready to you know, be done kinda. So I was like, I'm gonna try an edible. So me and my girl went and got these homemade cookies from someone that I used to, I don't know, buy weed and edibles. Is it still like illegal where you're at? Um, it's like half and half. I don't really know. Like they can sell them some places, but then you can still go to jail with a medical card street. Yeah. It's like, it's like weird, but I can like, I can go buy weed at a place, but then if you get caught with it, they say it's like, it has to be a certain level, some bullshit like that. There's like some level stuff, but 
anyway, I was like, so I, I went and bought it from, you know, whoever it was. And we, my girlfriend ate like half a cookie and the person said like, eat a full cookie. My girlfriend's cookie just tasted like a cookie. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, man, this is so good. This, I don't taste the weed at all. And so then I went to eat my cookie and my cookie tasted like I was straight up just guzzling gas from the gas station. <laughs> like it was, it was the worst tasting thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. And my, I had to like wash out my mouth with Listerine for like four washes. Like it was not even yeah. like, like I was straight up, like I had to do it, swish it around, spit it out, swish it around, spit it out. And then I didn't feel anything for about an hour. And then I went to a different planet, man. Like, I mean, when I say I think that that cookie got like half of the weed from that entire batch of cookies, I mean, I think they must have fucked it up real bad somehow because um, I've done a lot of edibles and I've never felt like I was an inanimate object. Except oh, that's a different high, dude. For that fucking time, man. I was convinced. So I was, first off, I was convinced I was shot out of a cannon and was in space. <laughs> And then I was, I tried to go to bed because my girlfriend was like, you're really, really like something is very wrong. Like you need to go to bed. Cause I was like sprinting around with my tongue out and shit. Yeah. And she was like, you need to go to bed, go to bed. So then I went and put like calming music on. Cause I, at that point I was about to have a fucking anxiety attack too. Cause I couldn't figure out why I was in space. And then I was convinced I was stuck as the bed for the rest of my life. And I like, I mean, like when I mean convinced, like, I mean, like my entire being was convinced that I just was the bed for the rest of my life. Dude. And I then puked everywhere because I was so scared. And I like I went into her bathroom because this was at her place. And I puked so much that it covered half of the bathroom floor just in straight. Dude. And then she came in and puked on top of me. (laughs) And we both puked. And then we left it until 4 a.m. the next day where we woke up before her roommates got home. And she had to clean it all because I was still convinced. I was like, I don't know, man. I was still really fucked up. But. Dude, I, didn't do an, I didn't do anything for like a year after that. At it's all. way different than smoking weed. It is not even remotely <laughs> the crazy, same. It's crazy, man. The story, What's your story? I, I want to hear yours. Is, so I was watching the Super Bowl by myself like two years ago. And I'm like, damn, this is stupid. Like, I'm bored. And I and I had a brownie. And it was like gigantic. Like, like a whole, it looked like one of those long rice krispie treats that you can buy yeah. like the extra the xl rice krispie treats i'm like this is like five brownies in one so i'm gonna save this and so i like i ate ate a slice of it and i don't know what my dumbass was thinking because i only like waited a minute i'm like <laughs> i'm like wait a minute I'm not feeling anything and like in retrospect it was like a minute and i'm like and so i kept eating it and dude, I ate half the thing and I'm like, it was like three minutes later. I'm like, I'm still not feeling anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I ate the entire thing all but like one, two bites and it hit me so hard. I was, I just remember looking at my phone and it just started to like separate from my hand. And I'm like, <laughs> it was like, I couldn't read the text on my phone. <laughs> so I put my phone down and I'm like, dude, I need a drink. In the worst way, I walk out to the kitchen and I see a water bottle sitting on the kitchen. I'm like, I'm like, there's that's not even right. There's no way that's like not even a water bottle. So I turned around and I walked back to my room and I'm like, wait, I went to get a water. Like, where is it? I turn around, I go back out, I bring the water bottle back, um, and I am just staring at this Aquafina water bottle. I'm like, why do I have this? (laughs) <laughs> and I forgot I needed a drink. Dude, I ended up 
like laying in the fetal position in my underwear and I'm like, dude, I got to call the ambulance. <laughs> I know that exactly. I dialed 911 and fell asleep and woke up, unlocked my phone and 911 was on my phone. I was about five seconds from calling the ambulance. Bro, dude. I felt I thought I was gonna die. I could feel my heart, dude. Like I'm like looking, I'm like looking through I my shirt. Exactly I'm like I can see my heart beating and moving my shirt. So I took yeah. my shirt off and I was just laying in bed, completely naked except my underwear. I'm like that was the last time. Bro, never I know again. It, that's a feeling that if you've never felt that, dude, it's so hard to oh, explain. Dude. Of like thinking your heart's gonna like die or like stop beating because it's that's a real so feeling, yeah. Hard. Oh my goodness, man! Yeah, so if you uh, if you take edibles, just wait about Stick five minutes. The... Yeah, make sure it'll it'll kick in. It'll kick in. Sometimes it takes. I take like real light edibles now to sleep. Sometimes yeah. it'll kick in like after like an hour. Sometimes also like don't a get a, like a homemade edible from the back Fuck alley of a no. bar, which I don't did. ever do that, man. <clears throat> no, never. If you're listening to this, like. Go to somewhere. Of, yeah. Yeah. If you're above the age of 21, just go get a real one because yeah. oh, I think I was like, I was like a couple of years below and oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I remember I got it from the back alley out behind a bar from somebody, <laughs> yeah. some, somebody that I didn't even know, but he was friends with my friend. I'm like, okay. Now I'm so worried I'm going to get laced with some shit if I were to buy some back alley because that's happening so often. I had a buddy thing, from high dude. school. So yeah. Speaking of edibles, <laughs> um, what do you think of Tilray right now? Wow, what a transition. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to pull this up on my screen. I think That's people, what I'm doing. I oh, think, people are seeing it on yours. I think yeah. people are going to be able to see this. I wanted to start showing the charts as I explain them. Um, so I have some bias towards Tilray for a couple of reasons. One, weed as a whole never holds gains and has not for quite a while now so <clears throat> i find more opportunity elsewhere um but i do think that weed in the long run is going to pay um a lot of these things are getting dangerously low yeah um let me i need to zoom out so essentially we've been in a downtrend since the 9th of february um of last year so that's essentially about a year um the problem with this now is it has broken every support level you can look to the left on this chart um nobody's still holding this from december of last year unless they're investors um and if they are they took profit on that massive run um so looking at this chart what are we under seven dollars now um Yes, I like this long term, but if you're looking at my screen and see this chart, you need to see some sort of consolidation. Um, you need to see some sign of a reversal. Uh, we've been tra trapped under the 9 EMA since the mid middle of November. Um, the first thing I look for in reversals is a break in confirmation over the 9 EMA. Um, so that's something to look out for. But... Um, Long-term bullish at the moment and just due to bias, not bullish considering um, I've been I've been burned on Tilray in the past and the weed sector as a whole. Um, it They do not hold any sort of gains. They're good for a little pop, maybe a pop for 30 minutes um, at open, but that's about it. All right. So you're going bullshit for the short term bullshit, and then bullish short in the long term. term. Yep. All right. I think, okay, so... I put this, this was on my watch list this week for a few different reasons. Um, if you go back and watch the, uh, or not go back and watch, if you go back and look at 
the last three December to January transitions, it mm-hmm. always dies in December and then it always recovers in January. Um, it happened in 2019, it happened in 2020. And then last year it had that massive run. Um, yeah. what did it run to 70, almost 70 high sixties. Um, so yeah, it always dies in December and then absolutely boners in January. Um, so I put it on my watch list for that reason, but I'm going to have to say bullshit as well. And the reasoning is I don't like the chart in the slightest for this year. The other years, yeah. there's been some sort of, you know, uptrend. There's been some sort of bullish action before the December downtrend. And then it recovers hard in January. Um, but this year it's been a full year downtrend. Uh, if, if we don't see like, you know, Biden pass legislation for weed, then I'm really wondering what there is to look forward to here. Um, yeah. And also I'm seeing increasing volume on the last two days sell off. And that usually means continuation. It just broke a key level. So it's headed down. Can't get above the nine EMA. Can't get above the 20 MA. Um, there's a lot of volume shelves above. There's a lot of, uh, bag yeah. holders from this downtrend. People are swinging, thinking there's going to be a pop and there has not been a pop that's came. And then when the pop comes, it dies within three or four days. Yeah. So I'm going bullshit short-term as well, but I am going bullish long-term. I think I'm exactly in the same boat as you. There's, there's a lot of good long-term propositions yeah. for this company. I just think short-term there's a better opportunity also. Um, we are not in a swing market. In yeah. any sense of the word. So that's something else I'll talk about later is the uh, quote unquote January effect that Fintwit seems to want to run with. Yeah, I just, man, I can't, I can't stress enough how I want it to be a swing market, but me wanting it can't be, yeah. can't be uh, enough. Can't have any I wish it was a swing market. Yeah. It's uh, okay. no uh, no bias. If you uh, just because we want it to be a swing market doesn't really mean that. It doesn't really mean anything, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I do a rain dance every night by my bed, trying to make it a swing market. Usually, I have a couple swings open at each time, just in case. But I mean, you might need to try something else because that's not working. <laughs> yeah, fuck the rain, dude. My rain dude, dance. Dude, I bet working. if you eat an edible, it'll work. Yeah, I'll have a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then till Ray, fuck... <laughs> Ray will go to <laughs> Dude, <it'll... laughs> till Ray will go to like two hundred the next day, but in secret it'll just be because I died and went Imagine. to fucking heaven or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I I wanna know if Tilray do they have products? Like what do they have? If I, I go know. to Tilray.com, are they even a company that like actually sells things under that name? I'm going to Tilray. Tilray.com. They're a leader in cannabis research. I wonder if they sell like edibles. I will order one. See if I have an out of body experience. Some blue collar DD. Yeah, shit. Let me see here. High Park Company. Ooh, I am 19 years of age. So they do sell. Yes, they do. Oh, man. Oh, but this is in Canada. Okay. All right. Well. They're a grower. I'm an idiot. They don't actually make products. Yeah. They make the weeds and then the people take the weed and then they make it into something. Yeah. But um, I know we also wanted to talk about Ford versus Tesla for EVs because there's been Tesla Ford has 
I remember when Ford was, you know, eight or seven bucks a few months back, or maybe, maybe it was longer, maybe it was about a year ago, but now that baby's pushing 25 right now, um, due to multiple reasons. I mean, they've had good ER and then also they, uh, Mm-hmm. They're transitioning to electric vehicles, but I'm really interested to see what you think about Ford versus Tesla in the electric vehicle kind of field. Because um, I know Tesla has the 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 mega share right now, and they have the they're the massive you know player in that, and they're the biggest automaker in the world via market cap. But so the consensus with Ford, I I seem to see is that it's extremely undervalued, especially with um, what they're doing now with electric vehicles. Um, I think they put out something like they'll be able to produce a certain amount of those trucks, which was a pretty big number. Um, and they're obviously an established is it the company. The the pickup, yeah, something you. like that. I forget what okay. the name is. Or Maverick, maybe. Uh, I don't know, but it looks sweet. Yeah. Um, but um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, people seem to think it's severely undervalued um we talked about this before that these like ford and all these other companies are going to be the leader with evs because they're already established and um they already have the abilities to to pump these vehicles out so i while i think technically the charts overextended um i would not be surprised to see this at 40 or 50 dollars um middle of the year to be honest with you um but comparing it to tesla tesla is such a cult stock but and not only a cult stock, but it's I mean, uh, Elon always pretty much backs up what he talks about, um, and they just beat delivery expectations. Uh, that came out I think Saturday or Sunday. Um, so comparing the two, I think there's room for both of them. Um, I not to I don't think something like Ford. Um, killing tesla will ever happen i think there's uh, a need and a want for both um so i am bullish on both of those long term to be honest with you um yeah uh yeah i i would have to say that i'm i'm bullish on uh, both of those long term for sure yeah man that was that was a really great episode i think people are going to get a lot from uh from fizz's shorting advice and then i mean we talked about some good stuff we talked about tilray we talked about ford we talked about tesla so um yeah, yeah this is really... this is as real as it gets too. Like you ain't gonna yeah. I mean he's not gonna BS you. Um He knows what he's talking about too. He's he's been a he's a badass yeah. trader. I've been in his voice in and out and you know, watching him on Twitter, watching him on the real ones Discord. He's yeah, he's legit as hell and he's got some real skills. Yeah, that was uh that was super enjoyable and he uh he hangs out in Real Ones Discord. I don't I don't know if the Discord's open. If it is, I can link that um for everybody yeah. if they wanna check that out. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, him on, on Twitter, he's Trader Fizz. So go yeah, follow I'll him. I'll link all I mean, that in the description. And... Yeah, for sure, bro. I think uh, I think we just want everyone, you know, give us a like, give us a comment, give us a, a subscribe, you know, follow us on Twitter. Do anything you rating want. Rating um, helps. Yeah, ratings are good. Comments. We all have, we have like discords that we talk in. We got the mob with Incredible Bob where we talk in and give, you know, swing trades, all that kind of stuff. We're looking to help you guys as much as we possibly can. Like this is, this is not a game where we just like do a podcast and then like that's it. No, we're here constantly. We're here on Twitter. We're here on the mob. We have our own discords. 
um ants on voice i'm on voice we're all doing this shit to help everyone we want to see people succeed so you know reach out to us if you hear this um reach out try to you know ask us questions tell us you watched this and you have questions or tell us you watch this and you want to join one of the discords it is what it is we'll get you in there and we'll help you out as much as we possibly can yeah and that'll all be uh linked in the description guys so uh it really does help us like i said before we make nothing off this we make zero dollars um but it does help us if you leave a rating or like or subscribe or do all of that um, on the platforms, whatever platform you're listening on. So uh, we really do appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, peace out, everybody. Hope you learned something, and we will see you next week. Yes, sir. City dogs in your front yard, front yard, front yard, front yard. Just know upstairs I'm going hard.